Hello, thank you for listening to this sermon from our Revive service. We hope it helps you learn more about God and allow you to grow closer to Him and in your faith. It's my pleasure to introduce to you uh, dear family. They're, they're our family. Uh, children, you are dismissed for Children's Church. Um, they're our family. Some of you know, you see the red hair uh, with Allie and you think, oh, that's Lisa. And uh, even this morning, um, there's a couple times I saw Allie standing out in the foyer and I'm like, oh, Lisa, and I went to go talk to her. Oh, no, that's not my wife. And there's some other fun stories that we could tell you about, but uh, that's another time. Um, we are so excited to have Cliff and Allie here. They were supposed to be with us last last summer. Uh, God had other plans, and so they're going to share a little bit about that. Um, but it is really, really exciting to see them, um, to see the kiddos and see how much they've grown and uh, and for them to be a part of our West Hill family too. And I'm sure that you'll be blessed and I hope that you're encouraged as you hear what God is doing um, around the world and, and in, in England, in the UK, as the gospel continues to be shared and to be able to continue to pour that out. Uh, you know, we just finished the book of Acts. And so let me encourage you in that perspective as, as the church in Antioch sent out Paul and Barnabas, and then they would, came back and they gave a report of all that God was doing. That's what we get to enjoy a little bit today. As we have sent Cliff and Allie out and their children, and now they're coming back and they're giving us a report. And uh, I hope that you'll listen attentively, and I, I hope that it'll bless you and encourage you. So would you welcome with me uh, Cliff and Allison Reynolds? Thanks, guys. Well, it is a joy to be able to be with you uh, this morning. And um, this is our first time to be able to present in a, in a church uh, now that we've come back to the, the States um, for our furlough. Um, as Aaron mentioned, uh, we were hoping to come back last year. We had all the plans in place. And uh, the Lord had different plans. Obviously, with COVID happening, um, our flights were canceled, and so we had to cancel our trip. And even this year, uh, it seemed like that was going to be uh, the case again uh, up to a month ago. Um, in fact, I was saying to Allie uh, about a month ago, um, I'm, I'm not sure this trip is going gonna, is gonna to happen again. Uh, we were waiting on the embassy to open so we could get our kids' passports, uh, which obviously we needed to travel. Um, and uh, just a lot of um, uh, things that just didn't seem to be falling in place. And so we were uh, just asking the Lord uh, whether uh, he was saying, again, not this summer. Um, but he opened the doors uh, uh, just a few days after we were having that conversation. Uh, uh, the embassy opened. We were able to get an appointment, which was pretty much a miracle. Um, we needed three appointments. There were only eight available. Um, and they were gone in five minutes. So um, we were so grateful that God allowed us uh, to be able to get those appointments, get the passwords back in time, get our COVID tests, uh, be able to fly back. We've been back for just about two uh, weeks now. Um, as Aaron mentioned, my name is Cliff. And my wife, Allie, we have four children that you'll see up on the picture there. Um, our oldest is Caleb. He's 14. And uh, you also notice if you were here last time um, that our kids have grown just a little bit. Uh, in that time. Caleb has now passed up Allie, and he is uh, well on his way to passing me up. Um, uh, Hope uh, is uh, 12, almost 13. 
uh, Josiah is 10 and Isaac is 8. And um, uh, we're just really excited about the, the opportunity to share with you a little bit about what God has done over the last four years uh, since we were last here. Um, and uh, we sang about God's faithfulness today. And um, as we share these things, we hope uh, that it will be uh, uh, just a testimony to God's faithfulness to our family uh, and to the church that we are involved in um, in England. Um, we are located in a town called Swindon. You'll see us there at the bottom left-hand corner. Um, it's about an hour and a half west of uh, the capital of London. And uh, we are involved in a church plant um, and have been for the last eight years. Um, we have a, a larger team that we serve with. Uh, I'm, I serve as the field leader for ABWE in the UK. And uh, you'll see some of our teammates uh, that are there um, right now uh, serving the Lord. They will have been meeting already this morning uh, to worship the Lord um, in their locations. Uh, we have uh, Mike and June Bradley and Andrea Clark that are up in the Northeast in a city called Sunderland. Uh, they're involved in a church restoration work, a church that was really struggling, needed some help, and they've been uh, there um, helping that church uh, to uh, um, regain a gospel presence in the community. Um, and they're hoping within the next couple years that that church will be able to um, uh, be independent from AWE help. So that's exciting uh, to see. We also have two families that serve in uh, London. Uh, David and Annalisa Wilson are also involved in a church restoration work. And then John and Joanna Fry, who are on the bottom right there, uh, they actually were with us in Swindon for three years of this, this last time, doing their orientation like we did when we first arrived on the field. It was a joy to have their family serve uh, with us. Uh, but that was all to prepare them, to launch them out so that they could serve the Lord where he was calling them. And uh, they have just, uh, during COVID, transitioned to a church um, in Epsom. And so uh, really appreciate your prayers for uh, those that we serve alongside, though we don't work together in the same location. Um, God is doing some really good things um, throughout the UK, not only with our organization, but uh, with others as well. And we have two um, uh, who are raising support, the Hilburn family and Krista Tritt. And so uh, we're hoping that they'll be able to join us soon um, on the field. Um, so we've been in this church for about eight years, and um, as we're trying to figure out what to be able to come back and tell you about, it's really hard to take the last four years and cram it all into one little presentation. So we'll do our best to help you get a picture of what's happened, um, and we thought we'd be able to share it with you as a journey of a growing church, as our church, we're, we're seeing it grow in lots of different ways, and so we're going to kind of take you through a little bit of that process that we have seen. Um, and so we have to start at the beginning. Um, and at the very beginning, our church, um, which is Cornerstone Church, was planted from our mother church, which is NSBC, which it stands for North Swindon Baptist Church. North Swindon Baptist Church was planted in 1998 um, with some ABW missionaries and several of the nationals that had a heart for, for the area in North Swindon. Um, and that church grew. Um, the Lord blessed that church and it grew, raised up a pastor that was able to take over. Um, and then they were at a point where they couldn't fit in the building. Good problem to have. So they decided to plant again, and that's where Cornerstone came in. And in 2013, um, 
we joined the other missionaries there to help launch that church plant. Um, we're not far from the mother church, but there's a, a large community which Cliff will, will share about. Um, and uh, we've just been excited to see how the Lord has grown this church already um, in the last couple of years. And one of the exciting things about that is that uh, Cornerstone Church is the first daughter church that ABWE has um, been able to see planted. Uh, we've planted a number of different churches, but never had them plant another church. And so that was really exciting to be a part of that process. And that's really one of our goals. We want to see a church planting movement where uh, the churches that we plant are planting other churches. And so uh, we're just uh, really grateful for the opportunity to be a part of uh, that process. And uh, as uh, Ali mentioned, we are in uh, the north part of Swindon, a town of about 250,000 people. And uh, it continues to expand. There's been a lot of developments that have been um, springing up, uh, even in the last four years. Uh, just to give you a little bit of perspective of how much it's grown, uh, this is a, a Google Earth picture. I don't know how well you can see it, but up at the top is mostly just open fields. Um, Twelve years later, um, I've tried to kind of circle where all the new houses have been built during that time. In fact, we live in that uh, red area currently. And... Um, uh, and that has continued to expand. And so since uh, we were last back, uh, the area which is in red there, um, it's not all filled in because Google Earth takes a little while to take pictures, but there are houses still being built in that area. Um, several thousand houses, uh, new houses, people moving into the area. And one of the things in these new developments is that there is no provision for church buildings. Um, there's no plans for churches uh, there's no room uh, that is planned out when they're developing those things. And uh, so uh, we have been targeting this area uh, to reach uh, people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, and obviously, in order to do that, we need to make connections with uh, the community where we are seeking to reach. And so we're just going to share a little bit about how uh, we seek to do that. Um, over the years, we've been doing a lot of family outreach um, ministries, we've called them. Um, we've done things like school ministry, which last time we were here, um, and also through our prayer letters, we've shared a lot about our school ministry, um, where we've been able to build relationships within the school that our children were attending. Um, and that was an amazing opportunity to get in there to do religious education classes and assemblies, to build relationships with the teachers. Um, and to, to share the gospel in many different ways, even seeing some of the, the teachers who are um, not believers, even I've, I've witnessed them actually share the gospel with their student, not really realizing they're sharing the gospel. So they obviously understand it, just praying that, that the Lord would continue working in their heart, that they would accept that as well. Um, we also have done kids ministries, all kinds of different things. One of the things that we've done was kids club um, and that um, went over well. Uh, for a little while, we were able to have kids come and learn about, about the Word of God and get excited about the Word of God. Um, we began just before COVID mentoring students within high school. Um, so students who were really close to what they call excluded, but that would be expelled here, um, getting really close to that and they've tried everything and it just really struggling with what to do with these students and we were able to come in and just kind of be a friend to those students to be a listening ear um, to be able to just talk through not necessarily counseling so much as just being kind of someone that could walk through life with them and just help them see maybe a different way that they could look at things so that was exciting um, just before COVID hit uh, then 
We also have mums and tots. And I would say of all the kind of organized family ministries, one of the things that we've seen uh, a lot of fruit from is our mums and tots ministry. It's a very popular thing throughout England. Um, all organizations kind of have a mums and tots. It's just where mums or moms would come together with their little toddlers um, and babies. They get a large um, time for maternity leave, so it works really well. Uh, and they come in, they can, the kids can play, and we just kind of sit around, drink tea and coffee, and talk to the moms. And it's been neat to hear the testimonies of those, those moms that have come and have said, you know, there's lots of different um, or clubs like this, but they really see the difference when it's run by a church because they can see the love and care for, that the people have. Um, they feel included. It's not kind of just come and see who you can talk to, that, that, that there's really a mission behind that. And we've been excited. And we'll share a little bit more about some of the, the fruit that we've seen from that Mums and Tots group. In addition to just those regular ministries that we're involved in, like every church has regular ministries, we also have some special events that we uh, try to do throughout the year. Again, just uh, opportunities to invite people um, who have no connection with our church, who are just from our community, uh, just uh, to give an opportunity for us to begin, um, hopefully, to build relationships um, with them. Uh, some of the events that uh, we've done over this last uh, term, uh, we had a holiday Bible club, which would be uh, like Vacation Bible School. I know you're getting ready for yours here in just a few weeks. Again, great opportunity uh, to be able to share the good news of Jesus with kids in our community. That also allows opportunities to connect with their parents when they're dropping them off and picking them up um, as well. And uh, we've even invited them in for programs and things so that we can get to know them better. Um, we um, were able to do something uh, uh, new this time. Uh, we had some family game nights. Um, our family loves playing games. I don't know uh, if any of you do. Uh, we love playing board games, card games. And uh, so we, um, in our community, there aren't a whole lot of things for families to do. And we have lots of families that are going into these new houses. Um, and so uh, they're always looking for things to do with their kids. And most of the things cost a lot of money. And so obviously... Uh, that can be really difficult um, for families. You know, they, they want to do something. They can't afford it. And so we were able to offer these free game nights. We rented out a uh, school. Uh, we set up games uh, throughout the room. Uh, people came in, and we just were able to have fun with them, uh, a safe environment for their kids, uh, a fun time together, and getting to know some of the people in our community. And those were really uh, well-received. It really gave us some good opportunities, not only to meet new people, but some of the people who maybe they might come to one thing, and then you never kind of see them again. They come again. And so that was really an encouragement to our church family. Um, we also were involved in a, a community um, fair that, that happens um, in, uh, each year. Uh, we had a stall. Uh, and just, again, letting people know there's a church in this community. Uh, a lot of people would have no clue about that because we have no building. Uh, we meet in the school. And so no signage. There's, there's nothing that lets them know there's a church that meets in this community. And so we try the best that we can to be able to let people know that we're here, uh, that, that we're believers, we, we love God's word, and we want to be able to share with them the good news of Jesus, how they can have a relationship with God. Uh, another new, new uh, thing that we tried uh, this last term was um, an event at Halloween. Uh, we called it a light event, and uh, with uh, Halloween, it is a very dark um, uh, holiday in uh, the UK, much more so than here, um, although that's changing slightly. Uh, but it is a time in which 
uh, people from our community are out and about uh, mingling in our community. That like never happens. Uh, th they tend to kind of be in their house and it's kind of their fortress and castle and you don't really get to see them. But on that night, everybody who has kids is out in the community. They're walking around. Um, and uh, many Christians are kind of fearful uh, during that time. And so they kind of, they, they have the castle mentality. Get in the house, shut the lights off, put a sign on. We don't, you know, participate in this. Um, and so uh, we didn't want to participate in the kind of evil side of Halloween. We wanted to be a light in the darkness. It's what God calls us to do. And so we set up a, a stall outside uh, two locations. Uh, we put Christmas uh, lights all over it, uh, made it very bright, and we handed out uh, bags of hope. In the bags of hope were some candy, because that's what kids were out doing. Um, but we also had gospels uh, that were in there for them to be able to read some information about our church, and we got to talk to people uh, as they're out. Um, and uh, people were really surprised to see us out on that, that night. And they could see there's something different uh, about this church. And so we were really grateful for that opportunity as well. So with all these different things that we've done, our whole goal is always personal connections. Um, personal relationships, we found, is the best way to reach um, people for the gospel, to be able to share the gospel, um, though sometimes that takes a long time. Um, and I'd I'm excited to be able to share this um, story with you about um, one of the, the girls' names, Ashley. You see her picture there. Um, sometimes, you know, we invest in people's lives and we have no idea what God does with that. You know, they can come to these events, they can hear the word of God, and they can leave and you never see them again. And we are so thankful that we actually um, were able to see the fruit of some of the labor for many years in Ashley's life. And one Sunday um, during COVID time, uh, I woke up on a Sunday morning and I received a text. Um, and it was from Ashley. And Ashley uh, was a young girl that um, she was a part of the Mother Church, NSBC, um, their kids club. Um, she went through some of the kids club. She went through uh, the youth group. When Cliff and I first came to the church, she was part of the youth group. And she's part of my small group a lot of times in that youth group, talking to her. Uh, she comes from an atheist family, and when I say atheist family, her father is anti-God, like, like not just atheist because, you know, I don't want to believe anything. He really is against it all. It was by God's grace that she was there, that he even let her come, um, and she did come for a while, for several years, and of course, eventually, dad saw some, some effects on her and began to say, no, we're not doing that anymore. You're not going to church. Um, so I received this text from her out of the blue, hadn't talked to her for about six years, said, hi, Allison, I know it's been a long time since we last spoke at youth group, but I really need some advice. I've spent the last 21 years of my life as an atheist. <laughs> Sorry. But in the last year, things have been really difficult. I found myself praying for things to get better without even, um, without even realizing that I was praying. The thing I found the most wonderful is that they did get better. And I think God is trying to help me find my way. And I really want to know how to get closer to him in thought and in prayer. Um, and it was just amazing to be able to see that fruit um, from many years of investing in the, this young girl's life. And how, you know, even in, in that time, we didn't do anything else, but God took the, those seeds and he, he was able to water them and, and bring about that, that fruit. 
We were able to connect with her. We were able to do a, uh, an evangelistic 3-2-1 course with her. And at the end of that, she put her faith and trust in Christ. Um, she has been a part of our growth groups and even through this COVID time has, has been as much involved in the church as she possibly can. Um, and she's had opportunities um, through some difficult situations. Her, her grandfather, who's a very close member of their family, passed away. And it was amazing to watch her young uh, feeble faith um, stay strong through that um, and she was able to be a great testimony to her family was able to share um, with her dad that she does trust Christ and we're just continuing to pray that that God would use her in a mighty way to reach her family um, so we're just ex so excited but again it's just the the years of building the relationships you know uh, having the kids in the, in in um, your children's ministry and Awana and um, VBS, you never know what God's going to do with that. So I hope that's an encouragement to you as you see the Lord has, has worked in Ashley's life. And uh, as I mentioned, uh, with the expanding area, there aren't any church buildings that are available. And so we have to meet in schools. Uh, this was the school that we began meeting in just on the edge of that new community that was being built. Uh, there was nothing in the new community, no buildings, no schools or anything. And so this was right on the edge. It was a great facility for us for a number of years. Uh, but we got to a point where we outgrew the building. And uh, there was now a new school in uh, the new development, uh, a high school called Great Western Academy. Uh, and God allowed us to be able to rent that facility, um, which was great. It, it provided more room for us. We were actually in the community. We were seeking to reach. And so it was a great blessing uh, to be able to be there. When COVID hit, um, they, uh, didn't, we weren't allowed to rent the building during that time. Um, all of the schools pretty much stopped uh, uh, renting out their facilities. Completely understood that. Their focus is school. So uh, we expected that that was going to be the case. But that was a, a difficult time for us. And uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that in just a, a moment. Um, but um, as we are coming out now in England out of um, our last lockdown, um, we were looking and praying about uh, uh, maybe another location in that area. There are a couple other um, possibilities now. And there's a, an elementary school just a few buildings down from there um, called William Morris. And uh, we met there for the first time um, as a church um, just before we came back um, on furlough. And uh, uh, we are just so grateful to God for, again, a, a place that we can now meet or where we can have in-person services, be together. Um, and so we're just praying that, again, this will provide an opportunity for our church to have a presence in the community, to be able to even develop relationships with the staff uh, and, and students of this um, school. So we'd appreciate your prayers uh, for that. And as you mentioned, COVID hit. So we had lots of momentum going and exciting things happening, and then COVID hit, and the whole of England stopped and um, we had stay home orders and for a long time you see it says please do not form in groups larger than six so there was um, a six person limit well if you counted how many people are in our family that's six and so it was us <laughs> and we couldn't meet with anyone else even outside um, and so everything stopped everything in person stopped we had to move everything online um, and it was a huge learning curve for us. I'm sure it was for you as well. Um, but we then had to begin streaming our service, which we, we didn't do before. We only had audio before. So now we have to learn all of the, the technical side of everything. Um, we, we began recording music. Um, we only have one 
um, pianist in our in our church. I'm learning and I'm getting a little bit better, but not confident enough like she is. So um, she had to record that, and then we had to put all the music together. We had um, our other elder and his family. We were thankful for them. For the first eight months of our lockdown, they streamed everything from their house. Um, so he led it, and then his two kids were helping with um, singing, and then their other son was the media guy, and their, their wife was there as well helping. So there's there's just all kinds of stuff that, that was on their plate. Um, and then we began, um, you see Cliff, he's, he's filming a kid's talk. We had all of our growth groups on Zoom. Um, so we've done a lot of Zoom stuff. Um, and you see our, our live stream. And slowly through, we've been through three lockdowns now, um, we began to be able to do a little bit more. So for about a year, we could not meet in person. Um, just recently, have we been able to start having, in April, we began to start having in-person services again. Um, but with those in-person services, it is not like this. In fact, just singing this morning was such a blessing. We have not had congregational singing for a year and a half now. So that was a huge blessing and a filling of my cup this morning. So thank you very much for that. Um, but um, we still have to be social distance. We still have to wear masks. When I say social distance, we have to um, have the chairs all separated. You have to be ushered in, sit down, don't talk. You can't sing, and then you're ushered out. And for a long time, we weren't even allowed legally to talk in the, in the parking lot either. So it has been a challenge. Um, we've been thankful that the government has allowed us to do somewhat of what we've been able to do. Um, and it's just been a challenge trying to connect and stay connected as a church to reach out to those that are hurting when you can't actually physically be with them, um, to, to be able to disciple people um, and evangelism, everything changed in how we had to, had to do those things, um, and we had to get quite creative. But we're excited, as Cliff is going to share, um, the Lord still worked in a mighty, mighty way, and we're excited to share that with you. Yeah, we know uh, this, is, this is the same across the UK and really across the world. We hear about stories of how God has been faithful during uh, lockdown. Uh, lockdown didn't stop his work. Uh, lockdown doesn't stop the gospel. It doesn't remove its power. And so we're really grateful for what God allowed us to uh, be a part of. Uh, even while we were very limited from our perspective, God is unlimited and it doesn't stop him. Uh, so we're just going to share a little bit about uh, what uh, God did during that time. We had a number of people who trusted in Christ as Savior over this last year. Uh, in fact, six people during lockdown. That is by far the largest amount in our entire time um, that we've been in England. Um, and so you would think evangelism is going to be really hard if you can't actually see people. Um, we had to get creative. We had to do a lot of it online. Um, but uh, uh, God was just bringing in people that he was uh, working in. And that was one of our prayers. As we uh, came back to the field from our last furlough, uh, one of our prayers was, God, please connect us with those that you're working in. God is always working. Isn't, isn't that true? All the time. He works in ways we don't see. He's working uh, when we're sleeping. Um, God is just always at work. He's working in people's lives. He's bringing things into their lives. Um, and we have no clue how he's working uh, most of the time. We don't see it with our eyes all the time. And so we were just saying, God, we know you're working. You're working in our community. We want to be uh, connected with those people that you're working with so that we can be used by you to share the good news. So we can be used by you to see people grow in their faith. So we can be used by you um, to see people connected and brought into your family. Um, and uh, so, so that was a, a real encouragement. 
Uh, in fact, as we came back from, from furlough and have been praying that, two weeks after we arrived on the field, um, we got a, an email from uh, a guy called Craig. Uh, never had heard of him before. He contacted us through our website, and he just said, I'd like to start coming to church, and I'm interested in these growth groups uh, that you have on your website. And growth groups are really our small groups that happen in homes throughout the week. Uh, and so we said, yeah, that's, that's fine. Most people will go to church first, right? The, the, it's kind of big, bigger. You kind of get to know some people. So, uh, no, he decided to come to growth group first. And so I'm thinking, well, this is probably a Christian. He must be a bit familiar with, uh, you know, how things work. And he turns up at our house. Uh, we were hosting that night. Um, he's early, of course, because it's his first time. He wants to make sure he finds it. And he is just sweating. I mean, he's just nervous. And so I invited him in and was making a cup of tea for him. And I just started talking to him, you know, introduced myself. He's, you know, he's, he was explaining a little bit about his um, background. His mom was a Jehovah's Witness um, growing up, and uh, he had just been uh, beginning to read the Bible. And, and he was questioning some of the things that he's reading. He's, he said, I, I need to find somewhere uh, where people can help uh, explain what I'm reading so I can understand it. It kind of reminds me of the Ethiopian eunuch, right? He's reading the scriptures. He doesn't understand. He needs someone uh, to help him. And God connected him with us so that we could be a part of that process. Um, he, he said, within five minutes of meeting us, he said, I would describe myself as a heart full of sin. Um, we were talking about sin uh, with communion this morning. And I thought, I mean, it really kind of took me back because people just don't talk like that. Um, in England, especially not in the first conversation uh, that you have with them. And was, God was definitely at work in his life. Uh, and we saw uh, Craig come to put his trust in Christ as well. It wasn't during COVID time, but it was, again, just an example of how God is at work. Uh, there's a couple that you see in the picture up there uh, uh, called Ryan and Vicky. Um, Vicky had started going to the Mums and Tots group that Ali uh, spoke about earlier um, and uh, really enjoyed it. Uh, their kids started then going to the kids club, and as a result, they started coming to church. Um, uh, it was uh, just after Easter um, a, a few years back, and uh, that was really exciting. Um, and so uh, they're there, they're, they're listening, they're uh, excited about what they're hearing, they're interested. And so we had said, would you like to do uh, the 321 course? It's an evangelistic course that we, um, uh, that we typically offer to people. And they said, yeah, we'd love to do that. And so this is a picture of us in our living room, uh, just going through that course with them. Uh, at the end of that, um, they both uh, prayed to put their trust in Christ. I remember them looking at each other and saying, yep, uh, you know, we, we believe this uh, and we want to put our faith and trust in Jesus. And uh, we were involved then in, in helping disciple them. We went through the book of John uh, with them uh, over a, a number of weeks and they were just so excited. Uh, you could just see uh, the joy of the Lord on their face. And so it was uh, just a really great encouragement to us, uh, a great encouragement to the church um, and uh, just a, a few weeks after that, uh, they uh, took the next step of obedience by uh, being baptized. Uh, because we meet in a, in a school, uh, unfortunately, they don't have uh, baptistries uh, there. I don't know why they don't just plan that into the buildings with no church buildings, but obviously that's not on their plan. So uh, we had just a kiddie pool that we set up outside. Again, we were so thankful. It was a beautiful day, um, and Ryan and Vicky were baptized along with our two oldest, Caleb and Hope, 
uh, was just a great day um, of rejoicing. Uh, a number of the people who've been, been saved uh, during lockdown, we haven't been able to do baptisms, so uh, we're waiting to that time when uh, some of them will take that next step of obedience um, as well. But uh, it was just a, a great joy to watch God um, uh, at work in the hearts of people and just to be a part of that um, process. We also found a lot of joy watching people serve. And even as COVID began to loosen up and we began to be able to stream from a church that we rented, we weren't in in-person services, but we had a, a team that would come and stream from there to basically to get it out of the other elders' house to give them a little bit of space. But it also offered opportunity for many more people to get involved. Um, and we saw so many people start to serve, to step up. Um, my children began stepping up and serving um, in new ways. They've, they've always kind of been a part of everything. But um, Hope began singing for us. Um, you have a picture there, her singing with her father and, um, and helping leading in worship that way. And Caleb was a part of the media and sound team. Um, we also um, had a, other, other youngsters that have, have been growing up in the church. They, they also were part of the media. Craig that we just talked about, he began serving, had a desire to be a part of that. So he was a part of it. With the, the new COVID stuff that we've been doing with media, uh, with um, streaming, we have, we have lots of opportunities with cameras and all kinds of good stuff. So new people there. But also um, this family that you see, um, the four over here that are singing, uh, they're the Giffords. And they moved from London to Swindon. And we are so thankful for them as well. They've, um, they're a very solid family uh, that have actually been a part of helping to plant a church in, in London as well. Um, and we're blessed with them. They began stepping up. They, they joined a membership and they've stepped up and are helping with, with leading worship um, as well. And so just excited to see the people being excited about serving. I remember sitting um, in a service, one of our first in-person services, and looking around. And although there was only one, uh, there was a new family that had come. And I looked around and, and I realized that 90% of the people that were there we're all serving in some capacity. And that's really exciting to be able to look around and see the body of Christ doing what we're supposed to be doing, to be a part of, of, of being serving one another and serving the Lord together. Um, another really exciting thing was new leaders that we were able to have established. Um, we've been praying for this. It's been Cliff and um, our national partner, Steve Mitchell, as uh, the two elders in our church. Uh, and we really needed more leadership. And it seemed like every time we would start to get close to having someone as a leader, something would happen. Um, and just before COVID, we were able to um, appoint Nigel and Dave as our deacons, um, which have been a huge help for Cliff and Steve um, taking on those roles and helping out, but also just being an encouragement and just um, broadening that, that leadership for our church as well. Um, and we're really excited about Nigel. We've seen even in the last year, so much growth in him. Um, he's always had a heart for service and a heart for the Lord, but seeing him grow in um, teaching, uh, he just recently preached as well. And the way he handles God's word, um, he definitely is a potential for an elder in the future. And so we're excited about that. Just before lockdown, another thing that happened was... Um, we had our, our sending, send off for um, service. We became independent from our mother church in our, our constitution and in our membership. And that is a huge step for us to take um, as a church uh, to become independent and also independent from what they would need with ABWE. They're not quite there yet. And Cliff will talk about that. But, um, but we were able to celebrate that. We had a great celebration service. And then it was the next week that we all 
went into lockdown. But I'm excited to see when we come out what the church, the independent church, will look like. And uh, so it's uh, God has been so gracious uh, to us as we've just talked uh, this morning about this journey of a growing church. I don't know if you've uh, noticed the kind of icon in the right corner there, um, but it started small and it got a little bit bigger and it got a little bit bigger. And, and our prayer is that it becomes a full uh, flower, that it blooms and grows and is healthy and uh, continues to uh, go on strong for years to come. Um, though we have independence from the mother church, there are still a few things uh, that uh, we would like to see happen before uh, we feel like it would be right for us to, to step away from this work. Uh, we want it to be fully established. We want it to be able to go forward. Um, so we, we want to be cautious about trying not to leave too early as well. And so um, I'll just share a couple of those things um, briefly with you. Uh, we want to see continued growth in the church, uh, not just numerically, the, though we want to see that. As we continue to reach out, we want to see people added uh, to our membership. Um, but we also want to see growth spiritually. We want to continue to see people uh, growing in the relationship with the Lord. We want to see them um, uh, becoming stronger, more mature Christians. And as we do that together as a church uh, family. Um, but two areas in particular that um, still need a little bit of work. Uh, one is in the area of finances. Um, we are able to cover our costs currently, um, including the salary of the national pastor that I, I serve alongside. Um, but uh, we have help from the Mother Church. Uh, they have us as one of their missions, and we are really grateful for that. It's great to have a church that's saying, we want to see you established. We want to see you going forward. We want to make sure you have what you need. Um, but we're praying that we'll be able to get to a point where we don't need that, um, that help and that we'll be able to maybe be a help to uh, a future church plant at some point. So if you would pray with us about that, um, that that's one area um, that uh, would be important for the church to be able to be um, stable and independent from ABWE help. Uh, and the, se the second thing is additional leadership. We were able to appoint the two deacons. That was a great step towards that. Um, but um, currently there are only two elders. I'm one of them. If we were to leave, that only leaves one elder. And so we are praying that God will raise up at least one more elder, if not two. Um, and uh, as Ali mentioned, Nigel might be God's answer to that prayer. We don't know. We'll see. Um, uh, he might have other plans too. We don't know. Uh, but we are praying that that would happen. And, and uh, we don't know God's timetable with that. It could be something which is quick. And so uh, if you'd also pray for us for the future, because if those things were in place, we're going to begin looking at what does God have for us next. Um, and so it's been a joy to be a part of what God's doing, to see his faithfulness um, through uh, the years that we've been uh, with that church. And we are looking forward to that time when we can say this church is now an independent church, British leadership, uh, ABWE, no longer there. That's our goal. Um, and so uh, we are progressing towards it. Um, and uh, just like any church, uh, there's ups and downs along that path. And we've had those. We haven't shared everything uh, with you, but there's been some ups and downs over these four years as well. Um, but one thing that we do know is that God promises he will build this church. It's not dependent on me um, or ABWE help um, or the people who are even there now. God will build his church. Uh, he has promised to do it, and we have seen him doing that. Uh, and so uh, it's just been a, a great joy to be able to share uh, his faithfulness uh, with you. And, and we're just so grateful for your partnership with our family. 
Um, uh, you've been one of the churches that supported us from the very beginning um, of our journey, and we are really grateful for you. Um, and uh, just reminded of uh, the verses there in Philippians as Paul writes to uh, a church that was a great uh, partner to him in ministry um, at Philippi. He says, I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you all, making my prayer with joy. Why? Because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Um, and in the next verse, he says, and I'm sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. And we are grateful, again, for God's promise there. When he begins something, he completes it. Again, it's not uh, on us. Um, we are part of that, and as he works in our lives, he brings that maturity. He brings that completion. And, uh, and our prayer is that that will continue to be the reality that you know as a church here, as you seek to be a light in the community that God has placed you. Um, so uh, we, we do have a table out in the, the foyer area there um, that uh, we have some prayer cards. We'd love for you to take one of those. It, um, uh, it's an updated, you'll have an updated picture of us. I know some people put these up on their uh, refrigerator. We know some families that uh, have them on their dining room uh, or dining room table. And, uh, you know, they might pray for a family, you know, once a day or once a week. Uh, but we really do covet prayer. Uh, many of you have been praying for us to be able to come back. And as we've been going through the ups and downs over uh, uh, the last year here, and we are really, really grateful for that. Um, we also have a, a sign-up sheet on the table. Uh, if you'd like to receive, we send out a, a prayer letter um, via email. I, and I think the church might distribute that. So that's, that's fine if that's how you receive it. But if you want to receive it personally, there is a sign-up sheet there that you can put your email address. We'll add you on. And we send out uh, a bi-monthly uh, just update on what's happening, how you can be praying for us, what's happening in, uh, with our family and in our church. Um, but we are grateful for your partnership. We're grateful uh, for what God has done in his faithfulness. So why don't I just close uh, in prayer? Father, we just thank you for your faithfulness that we sung about this morning. Great is your faithfulness. And we have seen your faithfulness in our lives over this last term, uh, over our time in England. We've seen your faithfulness uh, in uh, building up and growing Cornerstone Church. Lord, we're thankful for the things that we've been able to share. And we, we pray that it would be a great encouragement that, that would cause us to lift our eyes up to you and to be reminded of your faithfulness in, in our lives, your faithfulness to this church here. Uh, we're grateful for the partnership that we have with them, for their prayers, for their financial support that allows us and enables us to be able to minister there in England, to see this church uh, established. That's uh, part of their legacy as a church and uh, a part of their uh, great commission in making disciples of all nations. And so uh, our prayer is that, that what we've shared this morning could be an encouragement to their hearts um, as well, uh, that they would uh, be filled with joy uh, because of the partnership um, that we have. And we do pray for this church that you will continue to bless them as they seek to reach out uh, with the gospel, as they seek to be a light in this community. Uh, Father, would your blessing be upon them? Um, would they uh, see many people coming to faith in Christ, uh, uh, being baptized and, and brought in as members as well? Uh, would you, uh, again, give them a vision for their community? Uh, so, Lord, we just thank you for uh, this time. We thank you for your love and your grace um, in the midst of all the challenges and difficulties all of us have faced, particularly over this last year. Uh, and so, Lord, we just uh, want to give you thanks and praise uh, this morning. We pray this in Jesus' name.
Testament. 